Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, brought to you by Omaha, Omaha Audio, Cousin Sal, coming to you on a Thursday morning. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs, baby face, Joel Solomon, producing this mess, and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss, happy Thursday, happy Groundhog Day. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil came out, check, and saw his shadow. You could bet on this in some markets. It was minus 220 that he would see his shadow and extend winter for six weeks, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, I, you can't really bet on other holidays. This is kind of nice. Did you bet? You did bet on this? See, this is this is a classic <laughs> Sal slash Harry Trend-based bet. That's a great bet that he's going to see his shadow. You know what else is a great bet? Pit over UNC Tar Heels. It's a victory Thursday. Federico, Federico and his pals are going to March Madness. Pew, 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 pew. Hail to Pit. Hail to Pit. Sheck, uh, once again, c- continuing his streak of hitting the hot hot stories at the top of the hour. Uh, it's good big job. news. UNC's <laughs> a big brand. With All right. Again. Martin, I will allow you to um, uh, comment on either Pitt basketball or Groundhog Day, but minus 220. I commented that it seems like a nice emotional hedge for those who have to suffer through bad, bad winters. So I just found out like four or five years ago that they actually have the ceremony with their holding a physical groundhog. What do you That's mean? You just so found out? weird. I didn't. I mean, movie? I just. I thought it. <laughs> you know, I saw the movie, but I thought People it was just kind of a like a euphemism. Yourself? Like they're they're somewhere out there in nineteen. I mean, like in eighteen eighty seven. A, a groundhog once saw his shadow, and then from then all the crops died, and it was the coldest winter ever. I thought it was like a like from Benjamin Franklin's no, time. No, it's no, real. no, 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 no. They're doing this right now in 2023. It I is, saw a video on Twitter of these people wearing top hats talking mm-hmm. about this muskrat said it's going to be reading from a scroll it's it's really nonsensical (laughs) it's also the most mispronounced holiday check it's groundhog day right why do people groundhog times yeah don't take don't take that long to get over there from uh, well the big one that's mispronounced is is it new year's eve or new year how do you punctuate well, new it's, ha- year's it's how happy new year it's not happy new year's right happy that, new year's that's, that's what i'm that's what i'm tripping yeah, up right. on by the way we can push this to a later date or the end of the show or not do it at all if it mm. doesn't intrigue you but uh sal we were talking offline a couple of days ago about perfect movies i don't mean ones that are perfectly <laughs> scripted or whatever but ones that mm. come together and really hold together when you look at them there aren't real major flaws with them and you'll always sit there if you come across them halfway through groundhog day is one of those yeah. movies right yeah isn't that oh, one yeah. of the, that's a, that's a flawless picture Pretty in terms solid. of construct high concept why i love the movie groundhog day is because if you were dropped into that situation Mm-hmm. Bill Murray's character does everything you would think to do. If you had to live the same day over and over again, that's ex- you would they basically cover every angle you would play if you were jammed up in that situation. True? Yes, I think so. And he didn't get canceled for it either, which was amazing. It really, he survived uh, over and over doing the same thing. Well, that's actually real life. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, that is a, <laughs> yeah, that's different, right? <laughs> that, that is uh, excellent, excellent point. Yeah, Shaq, we were talking uh, here. I, I get on you for not covering the bigger stories, and here I want to talk about our offline conversation where we should be able to change calendar events on the calendar. Ground, Groundhog Day kind of has to be. You know, this is great. This is great. Well, if Some there was these, ever a day that should have yeah. stuck in as Groundhog's Day, it should be February first, right? Because isn't the, we saw Tom yeah. Brady retire once last year, February first. Right. Then again, this year, February first. Mm. I would trend that next year, February first, Tom Brady may retire Ooh, again. I like that. Ja, Jen and uh, Eddie hit on this on uh, waiver wire. I do like that idea. Like he could have waited one day and then really put everyone in a tailspin. Like, wait, is he is he serious or not? Well, yeah, we'll get to that in one second. I promise. But with the calendar change, I, I seem I think Sheck, we could move some of these holidays around. I think really like 
they're not amendments, right? There's they, some dates thrown around by drunk legislators in the 1700s, and they they're trending towards moving the Super Bowl to the day before President's Day. I think that has to be a number one on the list. Is that true? Oh, well, they that keep would moving be it back, and you know, like everyone's like, I hey, give everyone off the day after the Super Bowl. It's like, well, President's Day is right there. Everyone has Monday off anyway. Do that, but but more importantly, I got the I got the. The first shipment of Girl Scout cookies. And this really mm. flies in the freaking face of every New Year's resolution for people to lose weight. They can't give you 30 free days without these cookies. And now they invented a new one, a chocolate raspberry, which is my favorite combination. Martin, move Girl Blah. Scout season to, oh, nah, move Girl I'm Scout glad it, I'm, not, I'm not taking it back. Chocolate thanks, covered cherries. That's a different matter. In Thanksgiving or, or Christmas. Is when we should do Girl Scout cookies. That's I love this idea. People are in the most giving of moods. That's when everyone's eating like slobs anyway. Martin, any objection? Absolutely. That would be like uh, moving Girl Scout cookie season to Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's like what the NBA does now, starting their season uh, in November and having the three-fourths of it play out through the NBA. If you're having Girl Scout cookies through Christmas and Thanksgiving, you're competing with all the other types of cookies that people, you know, grandma's cookies and mom's cookies, and then you got all the homemade versions. Girl Scout cookies really, really should corner the market from post-Valentine's Day on right there valentine's day you're still fighting with uh, you know the roses and on the bee mines and all that uh, mess oh, it's just too hard it's too i i don't want to go bill maher on everybody here but you know i think we're oversaturated with sugar in that november <laughs> december months anyway you might save the obesity rate by a half a percent if you overlap girl scout season check with all this other well stuff. let me goldilocks this for you i think I think Martin might be right. You don't want to overlap uh, because it then be, you, you are, I think you're on the right track though. And in fact, I went to uh to the school yesterday with the with the little ones and already the Girl Scout sales have begun and I floated your idea. It was well received to move oh, it really? back. There's no reason okay. to have it in in the winter time, of course. Yes. Well, you got the I little girls and the and the short whatever the the outfits that you know they're probably freezing anyway. So move it to November. It's not like you're first getting, of like, all. Well, it has to be a warm. They have to be able to set up their stands and everything it has to be April or May. Well, well, it's not. It's February and they're selling Girl Scout. Food. Right. First of all, <laughs> we must do away with Valentine's Day until it becomes socially acceptable for the woman to give the man gifts too. This jive okay. that I have to give chocolates and flowers and otherwise but i don't get anything in return maybe i do because i i have a nice lady but i don't think it's standardized across society so we have to amend that to you know you hear me say it every year i'm gonna say it again now i because i i work on labor day because i'm not dancing for the man he doesn't he doesn't give me he doesn't dangle one day off and 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 expect me to to, to believe that work ain't waiting on the other side or the start of school. I right. still am plagued by that holiday. Oh, it's Labor Day. It's a day off. Yeah, we have to go to school tomorrow. So what are you, what are you doing dancing for the man? Even as a yeah, child, I got that. It, Let's it change means, it to it kids' day. It means we're closer day. to football. It's, we're closer Last, to football. I like it. I say we celebrate children. It's our goodbye to our children when football season is here. We make it kids day. It's we celebrate children. You get one last day off. Here's your last hurrah before school starts. And we start watching football and ignoring you. And as a part of that, we're going to sell our Girl Scout cookies. It all lines up perfectly. It all all lines up. Labor Day, fat, thin mint day. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Samoa Sunday. I like that. And okay. Samoa Sunday is pretty good, by the way. S U N D A E. All right, Martin, I'll consider yours. Uh, maybe, maybe we're moving it the wrong way. Maybe it should be September and not uh, November, as I as I put it. But you don't really care, do you? Not really. <laughs> okay. Uh, the big story besides Girl Scouts, besides UNC Pitt, which I know Jack wants to get to, besides Groundhog Day, is Tom Brady retires. Oh yeah, he's done. He puts out a video. Now, Spaghetti didn't think that was actually Brady in the Instagram retirement video. Everyone's entitled to that. He really, he really did it. And by the way, I joked about it, but as far as I'm concerned, there are two champions this year, my friends. Whoever wins between the Eagles and the Chiefs, number one, and the Dallas Cowboys, number two, because they slayed the monster. They played him. He had an interception. They forced him to throw 66 times and only racked up 14 points. No choice but to retire. 
They shot that dog. He was a sick dog and they put him down. <laughs> I hate to get graphic check into uh, terms you would understand. Darth Vader, what? He goes out, he kills, spoiler alert, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who else? Mace Windu? I don't even know. And then, but what everyone wants to know is, oh my God, <laughs> how did he meet his demise? Like, well, he perished. Who's responsible? A young buck named Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Micah Parsons. Good job by you, Dallas Cowboys. This is a huge, huge victory for the organization. That's that's well done. Yeah, we need to remake that scene that, that you know, that heartbreaking scene when Anakin. Good for you, by the way, on the Mace Windu reference. Who knew I, uh, I got a little Sal help. was this steeped in uh, Star Wars? Life. I got a little help. And by the way, I said uh, my wife said Mace Windu and, and Archie's like, yeah, yeah. So is it is it clear cut that Darth Vader killed Mace Windu? I don't even want to talk about this. I don't know why I bring this up. But then he did. Right. No, the so, emperor killed him. <laughs> Uh, Emperor okay. Palpatine shot him out uh, the window. Listen, we, right. we can get into that. I got to work that's on it. I got to work on that. That's okay. imperfect you know movies. If you, if mm-hmm. when we make our list of imperfect films, what that will certainly be covered that entire star gotcha. Wars trilogy mess. Um, yeah, that, uh, I, I think the big takeaway to me is with Brady and how much a part of his calculation, it had to be a pretty heavy element of it is to get away from that movie and instead focus on the sex in the city analogy that I keep Mm. making here is Samantha who used to throw it all over Manhattan, throw it all around at some point. It was like, yeah, we don't want her anymore. I think that realization for Tom Brady, you know, watching himself, I don't mean he had to hear outside voices like, Hey, the old man ain't got it anymore. Mm. That Cowboys game you referenced. And in fact, pretty much the entire season should have been an indication if he's lucid. Now, we've seen many heavyweight prize fighters, and now the newfangled version of that is NFL QBs who retire, and then, yeah, I'm going to yeah. come back. I'm going to run. That, that sort of can't uh, make a decision. But if he's clear-eyed and watched himself play, he has to right. know, like, yeah, I, I ain't the difference maker anymore. I could try to ride in, to ride off into the sunset by surrounding yeah. myself with great teams like the Niners or otherwise, but I think he probably had a little... uh uh realization yeah i'm so he's more of a charlotte or a miranda you're saying brady that's right and, there you go there you go you know no i'm 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 all, i'm half kidding when i talk about this cowboys putting them down and by half i mean like uh 10% but martin if they if they beat the cowboys and he stays close with the niners is it still the same decision uh i think so yeah hmm. because i think it's kind of like dave was saying like this season more, more than any it's like, all right, well, you know, Tom Brady was playing as an average quarterback. And right. really, I mean, just even in Tampa, he was in, in the MVP conversation just, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. So I think when you look around, and, and I mean, we all saw it. They shouldn't have made the playoffs this year. And it's very much like we saw, and you look at, just look at the AFC championship, I mean, the NFC championship, or either one. Those quarterbacks are rising the tides. Tom Brady is not rising the tides right now of, of all the boats around Tampa Bay. Like, he's holding yeah. on the edge. He's yeah, barely he's holding, on, holding the on the edge. Of edge. And, and yeah, sure. If 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 Tom Brady was in Brock Purdy's spot and didn't tear his UCL on Sunday, then sure, the 49ers are probably in the Super Bowl. But and there's no ready-made scenario where he's walking in like that. So I think if he could come in and play like half a season or something like that, maybe. Well, yeah, but I don't yeah. think that's a reality. And if he can't Miami. do it the whole way, you should hang him up. But but he could have done that say, in Miami, though, right? Miami. I mean, yeah. That would have made some sense. That is a ready-made roster. If you drop 12 into that one, the types of passes you're asking him to throw that we saw Tua throw, Tua is a wild card. He's finally been cleared. I love that announcement. He, he's, uh, he's, he's out yeah. of the concussion protocol. Perfect timing, Dolphins fans. Um, but you know, the pro I, I know if he wants to suit up, he's got a few days <laughs> that's true. to get it done. They could, you know, I could see a case or I attempted to make that case that he wasn't going to go to the West coast because of his kids, just like he did in three years ago. But Miami yeah. checks all the boxes. We know he wanted to own them and be their starting quarterback a year ago. Yeah. Uh, that made a ton of sense to me. If there was any spot for him, that would be it. Plus he could stick it to the Belichick again. There are a lot of good storylines there for I, him. I would analyze it. The other way, and in which I think he did coming into this year, the NFC South is gross, right? And so 
Martin says if he could play half a year, it's like, well, yeah, they did play half a year. They won like half their games, sure. right? It was, it was, it was terrible. And it's even more listless this time of year than it was last year, I think. Like Frank Reich is the star of the division. I'm sorry, Martin, but none <laughs> of the quarterbacks are settled in that division. And you can even throw the AFC South in there too. Seven of the eight quarterbacks in these South divisions are up in the air, I think. Maybe Tannehill. I don't know. I think Trevor Lawrence is the only one. But NFC South. If you had to bet the NFC South to win the Super Bowl right now, a team from there for next year, I think you get like 40 to one odds or something. I'm making it up, but I, that would be my consideration. Hey, I could still win this division and play in a playoff game almost for sure on any of those teams. Yeah, but I feel like Tom Brady's not in the game to be playing in the divisional round. Like, that's not why he's here at this point. But and they, yeah. you, you keep saying Miami. Miami started three different quarterbacks, and it wasn't because they weren't happy with the play. They got knocked out of the game. Like, I don't know how ready-made it is. Like, if you look around, Tom Brady did not like getting hit this season. You could tell that he was kind of uh, chucking and ducking a little bit. But Brady's here to try to win rings. And if he's not trying to win rings, then what are you doing? Like, Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he had beaten the Cowboys and stayed close with the Niners. But, yeah, I just look at those South divisions like, yeah, he could still make a. I mean, he set his own record, right, for yardage. It was mostly because he was throwing short and whatever. It's similar, Martin, to Drew Brees. Like, you knew it was time to hang it up, but still had put up really big numbers at the end, uh, completion percentage-wise, I guess. But uh, so yeah, that's yeah. it. So now we have to. We absolutely must decide if he's the greatest we've ever seen. There's no way around it. You can't. You can't just say, no, he's one of the greats. You um, unquestionably have to decide right now, Shaq, is he the greatest you've ever seen? Well, he is, but the conversation that I'm ready to entertain here is, depending on what happens a week and a half from now in Glendale, Arizona, this is what's exactly great. Right. This is what's fun. This is the These are the conversations that make it fun to be a sports fan. Let's lean into it instead of, harumphing at the notion of talking about who's better. This is what it's all about is who's the best in this season. And then who's the best in the generation. And then who's the best of all time. And Patrick Mahomes has a shot at being that. I think the fascinating question is right now. I mean, he would, it would require a victory against the Eagles, but if Mahomes wins this, is he immediately right now the second best quarterback of the Super Bowl era? Does he jump past Montana, Marino, Peyton, and all the other names you might float out there? Why would he I'll jump past Montana, who had four, won four for four? Because he'd be twenty-seven with with five straight home so, the, title but, games, three play a Super Bowl appearances. You can kind of excuse so the one he wouldn't where have to do anything them. else. He wouldn't have to do anything else to pass Montana. I mean, he's on his way, I would say, but you know, this is where you got in trouble with Cam Newton. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough with but, uh, with my proclamations the, about him dest him being destined for the Hall uh, of Fame, Dave. But the uh, difference between Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes has lived in the AFC Championship game since he's been a starter, right? right. Like, and the idea that it, if that continues for the next five years. Right, just off the top, and he continues going to Super Bowls at this rate. He's looking at what four or five rings over Give the next me a number. Martin, where where does he? At what point does he pass Brady? I, dude, I'm thinking if he gets to like five. I'm here if you, if if you're at four or five rings and you've won the AFC every single year that you've mm -hmm. been a starter. I'm yeah. I'm definitely here to entertain the conversation. Okay. That's what's wild because my whole life, everybody's like, nobody will ever catch Brady. Nobody will ever catch Brady. And then you can sit there and look. And it's like, if you're looking at a guy like Burrow, who's been to the AFC Championship game two years in a row, all right, you're projecting out a little bit far. But Mahomes at this point has been in the AFC Championship game for half a decade. Like, it, it the longevity is there. I think one four or five is fair. Here. I think that's fair, but he also only has one so far. So it's a ways right. to go. And that's why, gotta I win think, that's why I think Brady's the best that I've to get this in my one. lifetime. Yeah. Undoubtedly must get this one. That's why these are high leverage moments that we must mm. lean into. These will define Patrick Mahomes fair or otherwise. That Super Bowl against the Buccaneers when he didn't have his offensive line. 
People yeah. let that stuff go unless you are a Chiefs fan. Chiefs fans forever will lean in as any fan base would for their like, yeah, but asterisk that everybody because we didn't have an offensive. Nobody cares. People people move on from that. Kind well, of, let's those, say those, nobody cares, Shaq, because for a quarterback wins guy, you're still days later complaining about the referees and, and stuff like that. So you do you do consider other things in determining a player's greatness. So you can't I'm just say, saying that those, those not, things no, no one's going to argue us. with you if you say Meryl Streep is a great actress. But you, for sure, Mr. Q- QB wins, take into account other things. So it's I not- take into what I take into account at the end. Of, you're right. That, that's right. I mean, it's not like a, yeah. uh, I, I'm not absolutist, zero sum, whatever you want to call it about it. There's nuance be. behind it. But the number one thing is how many you win. That's that's the number one determining factor right. on who's the best. Okay, but then let your analysis follow suit. Maybe 70% of the week after doesn't have to show uh, pictures of Joseph aside three steps before he stops making contact with Mahomes' back. Okay, let me say this in a public forum here. I want to. I, I want to address this public. very quickly. I want to. I want to. I want. I want to say this very quickly. Well, I don't One, believe the very quickly part, Martin. But all right, go no, on. you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You can set an over under on this and definitely bet mm-hmm. the over. But I. But no. I. One. My point is the context of that fourth quarter made it so that the officials could have conceivably let Osai off the hook. That's the point I'm making. Not that it wasn't in and of itself a a late hit out of bounds, but given the other ones you let slide and some of the dicey calls you made, you could NHL, NBA, and do a makeup call. It would have been by far the call. worst call. It would have been by far the worst You think so? Yeah, you think that would have been worse than some of the other stuff? I mean, the, I mean, the over yes. the, the, the redo was crazy. I mean, that you couldn't make that right in a in a million games. That was, well, it was made right the because they punted. So I don't see how much the terrible officials and they were absolutely it. awful. And you know, you want to compare the mix and play, which is one step out of bounds. It was for sure a late hit. At least he's facing him. A B, they score on that drive. So you're just never, ever going to get that call. I know that I'm not advocating for the record, though. I just want to make it clear. I'm not advocating that Osai wasn't by the letter of the law. I'm just saying if you look at the greater context, you could have let that go given the things that you let go the other way. But the other thing is, and that rises to the top is, I think I might just become a hot taker because I'm not sure I believe that in what I'm saying about the out of bounds hit, but the reaction that it has gotten from chiefs fans delights well, me and amuses me. So I might just go into hot taking. I, I just ask that you be, uh, you demand honesty from the ref. So don't show a picture of Osai when he first steps out of bounds, when there's a good, you know, two missed. Well, that's where his arms hit him. People are saying, Oh no, he was 15 <laughs> feet out of bounds by the time. Osai it's when they first hit him. What are you arms, looking at? No, no. It's when the arms first hit him. And then there's, there's footage of him. Riding his arms touch him. Okay, so I, 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 we don't need to talk, but but yeah, I know. I, his stupid. arms do touch him as he's as he's got half sure. a foot out of bounds. It and then it, compl- and, and it continues, to, and then continues. But uh, look, my bigger point is other things come into account other than QB wins when determining. Great. It's imperfect. So I think okay, there it's an go. imperfect Martin. way to evaluate, but it's the best we got. That's my point. Go ahead, Martin. Well, I know I would have took the under. I would have lost if Dave uh, mentioned <laughs> soup, uh, the soup. First of all, either one. I, I took the I over on when when you mentioned Star Wars. I kind of have an open bet. Anytime Star Wars gets mentioned, Dave going to take the over wow. two and a half minutes playing. And, and that I, was my fault you know, too. My open parlay just crashed and burned. No, I'm sorry, but uh, we'll get it. I back. really think that this Brady like. Brady Mahomes is really kind of shaping up, I think, to be the NFL's version of Brady, of uh, uh, Jordan mm-hmm. and LeBron mm-hmm. in that the singular winning that Jordan was able to do in terms of when he got to the finals, like when Brady got to the Super Bowl, what, 7-2 and two in Super Bowls, I think that right there is, is, is going to be damn near impossible to ever recreate as as at. Because as we see, the guy who's been in five straight AFC Championship games, only two and uh, what one and two in this or whatever it is, has the opportunity to go one and two or two and one, right? Mm. So it's not, but the regular season dominance of the Chiefs over the last five years is what I see now is uh, like this is not this is Mahomes after the contract, like they're in their second era of being great. Right mm-hmm. at this point in time, like everybody who's making plays for them is rookies now. So, like, there's really nothing that I would see that would stop them from being a top of the AFC 
going forward. So, but it's like they're gonna beat. It's kind of like the Eastern Conference was LeBron, no matter what. Whereas, like when uh, when Brady was at the top of his game and the Patriots at the top of the game, they were winning the Super Bowl. So, I think it's just kind of if you know, one hand and uh, six and one hands, half dozen in the other. They have some competition like, for sure. It's a, it's gonna be a tough road for the Chiefs every year. I will say, I think he's the face of the NFL now that Brady retired. Right? Oh, yeah, not, oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I think he was before, honestly. You feel bad I think for that's Jalen why Hurts? Like, like he doesn't have a chance to be the face of the NFL, even with a win. Oh no. No, no. Yeah. This I just is don't. what I'm telling you. This nah, is the nah, point. The fa- You're a prisoner of the moment. He wins. Uh, it's different. Just the face of the NFL is a different question. I, yeah. I don't think Jalen Hurts has. I don't know. I think the face is, as I keep saying, it is the faces of those high-end AFC QBs. And Lamar Jackson, I predict, is going to wind up a Falcon and Derek Carr is going to wind up a Panther and flesh out that NFC side of things a little bit more. But for the here and now, I think the the conversation, the narrative as we head off into the offseason that is the most compelling is like, man, oh, man, these QBs all loaded up, all in their 20s, all on the AFC side of things is is something to marvel at and fear. But not Kenny Uh, Pickett. He's not afraid of anything. Well, Kenny Pickett, does he have a chance to be favored in 74 straight regular season games? That's astounding, Martin. <laughs> Tom crazy. Brady, 74 straight regular from a gambling lens looking at it. That's how many uh, years? Uh, uh, the better part of five seasons. Unbelievable. That's just straight. That's uh, And yet, Rob Parker, <laughs> I know a lot of this is a put on, but he said if he had a vote because of all the negative stuff, Brady doesn't get in. I love him, but he's so nuts. He's so nuts. Oh, the he Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame. He said it's too much. So he had another one. It. Well, he's he coming from the, ba- the baseball thing where if you um if you trip somebody in the clubhouse, you don't get you know, you get you don't get a vote. Um there's a, here's a, the Rob Parker special right here. If a full scope is ever exposed or reported about the cheating that went on to help the Patriots win so many Super Bowls, <laughs> when you really think about it, Tom Brady could wind up being Lance Armstrong without the bicycle. <laughs> I saw that Lance Armstrong. Uh, he's nuts, and I don't know. I, I'm sure a lot of it. Unfortunately, the camera's on when he's uh, delivering this with Broussard, and so he's like biting his tongue as he's saying it. So we kind of know that he doesn't really believe it. But um, I agree. He, but let me say this about street justice as it pertains yeah. to that last conversation about Mah- like the referees on the field. Arrowhead could have applied a little street justice, whether it was by the letter of the law or beyond. That's what the league was doing. With the the flight yeah. gate thing, they weren't gonna they they destroyed these tapes because the office had nowhere to store them around the video gate thing, which is the funniest excuse of all time. Like, yeah, we had where we we didn't have the closet room, so we had to destroy them. What do you well, want? Well, he to do? he destroyed his cell phone, Brady. What's the? I'm right. sure he had enough room for that. I don't know. <laughs> True, <laughs> but so the league then was like the the rest of the owners owners were like, what the hell, NFL? You gotta you can't let that. So then they took him to task to balance. It was yeah. kind of like the OJ thing. To. He didn't go go to jail for that one thing but he did go to the jail for the next right, thing and right, it right. kind of balanced it out makeup call for sure um right makeup calls the uh so as far as the hall of fame goes and now people are saying well Aaron Rodgers, whether he was going to or not is not going to retire this year because he doesn't want to be in the same class as tom brady uh and jj watt will join brady in 2028 what i forgot i don't know why we haven't spoke spoke did we talk about this where does Antonio Brown, is he 2027 or 28? Is he with Big Ben in 27 or is he this year? I guess he's, I, I'm assuming he's not playing again because he probably, no one should have probably taken a chance on him three contracts ago. But uh, yeah, I guess it's probably your last, I, I don't know, because I think it ha- doesn't it have to do with, um, it's not as though a, a formal announcement must be issued by the player. I assume right. it's like retroactively, even if he waits three years and it's like, you know what? The phone hasn't rung in half a decade. I, I am in fact retired yeah. and I bet it dates back to his last game, right? Babyface, you're the, the clock legal, starts uh, there. there. What, what, what's the ruling know. on this? I got well. He hasn't officially retired, but I I guess yeah, it but guys die, year. guys guys get injured, guys. I don't know. They just don't play. It has to be last game. I think. Well, right? yeah. If it was be, being from his last game, then I guess uh, it, it would be last year. Then when he, when he stripped naked. Yeah, and it would go in with Big Ben, which is what would everyone would hope for. But that would well, be, not uh, Big Ben that. though. That's not a great thing for you, Sheck, right? 
I mean, listen, I, as I have said ad nauseum, he's the a, Antonio Brown's the third best receiver of the Super Bowl era statistically mm-hmm. and otherwise. Um, but, uh, it's going to be super fascinating because yeah, you know the the people who cast the votes are, are residents of Mount Pius, and they held mm-hmm. T.O. out because he wasn't nice to them in the locker room for yeah. a couple years too many. So what do you think they're going to do to Antonio Brown? I know, but it, Martin, Brown. it is funny. What what do you There's, do? It, it's funny if it's it's Brown and and Roethlisberger the same year, but it's also funny if it's A.B. and Brady. Maybe posting fake pictures of his ex-wife nude. Like it just <laughs> a really good dynamic either way you look at it. Let's do it both. He has at least two personalities. So let, let's put <laughs> him in true. both years and let him let yeah, it, various all, personalities give the speeches. Both Roethlisberger and uh and Brady will be in the Hall of Fame long before Antonio Brown is in. I think Antonio they're gonna if really Dave, Dave's got it right. Dave's got it pegged. If they, they and I did actually do the story about the Hall of Fame three, four years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. and interviewed some of the people who vote. Antonio Brown is not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not because he doesn't deserve to be from a statistical standpoint, mm-hmm. but because the people who decide who first ballot Hall of Famers are are not going to make Antonio Brown a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, but, and, and by the way, it's four years from now. There's going to be a lot. Of, it could be a, a list of atrocities we've not seen uh, between now and then, too. So who but knows? The idea yeah. that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want to be a part of this class if you're hanging up with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt, I don't know who the other two people would be to fill in, but I would imagine that people would immediately be talking, is this the best class of all time, the best Hall of Fame class of all time? I think that mm-hmm. would be something that Aaron Rodgers would, as somebody who seems to be chasing MVPs and such, yeah. would be interested in being a part I of don't it. want to get in these guys' heads. I really feel like, and Shaq, you, you assigned four quarterbacks to four teams at the end of last episode did you have brady going on one of those like i just feel like i did brady I, said, and Rogers, I said yeah i said miami for for uh tom to yeah and i didn't want to participate because I, I was like uh you know what, what I, I can't stand it with these guys with the the back and forth and they're so fickle and rogers too so i don't even well whatever. like yeah, to, to, let me avail uh let me avail aaron rogers um uh, we just end up looking about- stupid making these predictions and then these guys you know you don't know what's in their head from day to day Fair. Don't don't call me stupid. I said uh, no. Listen, I met you, but I said wait. The, yeah. Okay. Fair. Okay. Thank you for the <laughs> clarification. The uh, just to avail Aaron Rodgers of any concerns about the Hall of Fame. No one thinks you're in Tom Brady's class anyway. Oh wow! Wow! Interesting. You got to tweet that. You got to tweet that with a picture of uh, Joe Asai on the line of scrimmage saying, "What is he doing wrong?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing that's going to be great is. With regarding the quarterbacks in the QB league in this last decade with Eli, as I said at the time when Eli officially said he's done, they tried lightly. A K, it was a KG <laughs> move. It was a KG move because he was one his season when his name comes up, he's the only guy who's going to be in that window to, to get voted in. Mm-hmm. And I think he improves his chances. I don't think that's why he retired, but I think his chances of getting in are better because. He's not going to have any direct QB competition. It's going to get real murky fast. When, I mean, mm-hmm. like the idea, oh, Phil Rivers, statistically, you got to put him in the hall. Like, I don't know, man. They're not going to put in 12 guys from the era. That's Breeze the is going in. You know that. Yeah. Brady, Pay- I mean, uh, Eli probably is going to be ahead of the curve. Big Ben and so on. It's going to be really an interesting, like, decade or so. They should have remember a name you said for that it. five yeah, years from now when Josh Allen is retiring. Just remember you said that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Sal. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, and there's some name in the receiver part. There's Julio Jones could make some noise, right? Right. It's already we're already overflowed with receivers that we think should get in. People um, insist to me, Julio Jones is like, what are you talking about? Obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I had the same pushback when I was like, Calvin Johnson's great, but he's not. He was one of those Andrew Luck kind of guys. Like he was in the Hall of Fame before he ever took an NFL snap. People just anointed him ahead yeah. of time and they just talked that into being. Not to say he wasn't dominant, wasn't one of the 10 best Super Bowl era pass mm-hmm. catchers, but I think people get a little over their skis about certain guys because of their specimen-like qualities and some of the dynamic catches they make. Calvin Johnson had a wonderful window, but he was not mm-hmm. an unstoppable force for the entirety of his career. All right. I mean, you're you're describing John Stallworth right now, but I get it. I you so-and-so. Uh, listen, he made the big plays when they mattered most. That's why. <laughs> Julio Jones made a damn big play that should have held up. I want to talk about that in a second in terms of Super Bowls that you could change the result of. 
If you could change the result of a Super Bowl, which would it be? That's going to be on the other side of this break. Let's take a breather. Have you been betting with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. 21 and older only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit is $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Here credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Nowhere to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino? Call 1-800-522- 4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier Casino, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or uh, West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 4 467-369. Offer not available in Maryland or Ohio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Super Bowl uh, 57. First of all, the update, one and a half. The Eagles are one and a half point favorite. 50 and a half. The over-under is ticked up. It was 49 and a half, I believe, when we recorded uh, Tuesday. And now it's up a point to 50 and a half. And, you know, listen, I, I, I imagine I already said I should probably sit out analyzing this game and we'll get more into it next week um, because I went 0-2, and, and these are the two teams that I did not expect to be in the big game. But Sheck would also like to apologize. Sheck led all our fans astray when I did. since starting in October, he was screaming about how the AFC minus three and a half was a great mm-hmm. bet. So mm-hmm. apologize now, Sheck. You lost five points worth of value for people. It, who was, a ter- it was a bet against uh, the Eagles. I, even though I kept saying one seeds, one seeds, one seeds, this is the play. <laughs> Ignore what happened last year. One day. Well, I, I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. And was hoping no one would follow what I was saying. You're a sleuth. <laughs> a room a full sleuth. of people. Congratulations. Nonetheless, at Jimmy Kimmel comedy club. Dave cut me off to tell the world to bet three and a half. For he the did. Cut oh, you was, off. This is during Megan Galley's act. You did this. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> we were doing a live pod. You know what's a fun bet? You know what's a fun bet? <laughs> well, it is. It did end up like this is the most predictable finals, right? With both one seeds. It's not like the Eagles are playing. It's not like the Jaguars crept in, right? So I don't I don't even know how the AFC, I guess, I guess if it was Chiefs, who would who would the Chiefs be three and a half point favorite uh, on at this point in the NFC? Chiefs Giants, I guess, would be high or something. But yeah. anyway, all right. I so mean, we'll well, if they would have caught the if they yes. you know, if the Niners had won that game. Even mm. with Brock Purdy, it would, the, the Chiefs would be given four or five, right? No, I don't think no. so. I think the Niners gave them. The Niners, gave them, the Niners got two and a half on the road at Philly, and and Philly's better than the Chiefs according to the line here. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's just move off of it. Uh, but here's my question, Shaq. I know you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. You can't. It, it can't be a Super Bowl that involved your team. 
If you could, though, change one result of the Super Bowl played this century, if you could reverse whoever lost one, which would you pick? Mine both involve Brady, which is why I bring it up. Check. I'll hear you out first. All right, I'll be back in half an hour. Uh, so, all right, Mark, so I, I, I really do. I, I mean, do I, I you, this is terrible because, yeah, of course, I could uh, I could choose roughly fifteen of the uh, the twenty two games yeah. we've seen this millennium, but <laughs> I'm going to go with. And it's easy to take rings away from Brady and all that. So I'm going to leave that alone. I'll leave that to you. And instead, I'm going to go with the aforementioned one. I touted him a great deal. And I really do think he would be a fascinating case study for how we perceive him. Cam Newton wins the Super Bowl, Super Bowl mm-hmm. 50 against the Denver Broncos. I didn't like that Broncos team. Um, oh boy. I, 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 was, I was against it. But you know what? That's why I'm going to ultimately go with the Colts getting past the Saints because Peyton Manning deserved another ring more than Drew Brees. And that's what I'm going to go. Is Offensive. He is he listening right now? Is he listening? I just want to know if he's like, Omaha. No, he's not. Okay. Then I'm going to stick with Cam Newton over, uh, over the Broncos in uh, in Super Bowl 50. Well, that makes you look I mean, everything's going to be selfish. That makes your, your, your pick for Cam to go to the uh, Hall of Fame, to go to Canton, um, give some life. I also it. think that it, but I also think that that, that was such stunk. a, yeah, it really is one of the worst Super Bowls. And it was uh, it was it, it for a multitude of reasons. You know, that 2015 mm. season for Cam Newton is one of the great QB seasons in history. He was dominant in the title game against mm. a high end Arizona Cardinals team. This was going to be the culmination of all of that. And it was going to wash off once and for all any of the jive about I love, as I always say, the year the Eagles won it early on, Malcolm Jenkins is getting a lot of heat for raising a fist around the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And then Chris Long comes over and puts his arm along, uh, around him, a white man embracing a black well, you're man. You're not going to change that in a, result. Yeah. In a time, at a time when there's a lot of heat on them. And well, this is against, you can't win if that's what you're worried about, social justice. You can't, you're not focused on ball. And that, and then they win the Super Bowl. I thought that was great. Mm. I think Cam Newton, to a lesser degree, it's not, uh, he's a, I'm not suggesting he's a social warrior but this idea that having a personality or a distinctive personality and dancing mm. after touchdowns is oh you can't do it. you're a heretic if you do that as a leader of men and i had a lot of guys tell me that in the league like you can't do that you're the ceo of the team i really wanted cam to do it to disprove that jive but he didn't okay. get it done didn't get it done all right that's a good one uh martin i uh no disrespect to our bosses i do think rex grossman beating peyton manning would have been the funniest <laughs> but I, I would not pick that. Which one are you going with? Ten-year-old uh, me or nine-year-old me says the greatest show on turf beating Steve McNair, the Titans. That broke my heart. Um, that gambler was me, the root for McNair, that that Titans. Team. Yeah. Oh, I was I was devastated when they lost. And yeah. gambler me takes away Tom Brady's last Super Bowl because I was all in on Patrick Mahomes. And you want to talk about? A, when I just saw that offensive line, 15, 14 minutes into the first, I'm like, oh, this is a disaster. But kind of like Dave's, I would have to say Baltimore, San Francisco, 34-31 in the Superdome, power mm-hmm. outage bowl. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick wins that Super Bowl, and Jim wow. Harbaugh wins that Super Bowl. Your NFL through lines are, are it's insanity. We live in an entirely different world, potentially, if that's it's the not case. not bad. We don't have any other. Oh, you know, he can't get it. Well, he got it done in the Super Bowl. Would have been the ultimate refute to all right. of the different Colin Kaepernick arguments, and Jim Harbaugh will probably still be in the NFL, and Michigan would have hired somebody else. Yeah. By the right. way, one of our great, one of our, I put it third all time in among our fifty-six Super Bowls. That's the third best Super Bowl of all time. The one in the Superdome, Ravens and Niners. Go watch that last sequence inside the ten-yard line. It is. Yeah, I, I, I'm amazed we don't talk about that game more for many reasons, including mm. Kaepernick and what it would have done to his career if he had I won think it. That's probably why we don't. I, I it, it really is a fascinating thing. But I mean, watch the play calling. Remember how weird that was at the goal line? They really could have just could make a pretty good case. Oh, in yeah. Sort of like the Malcolm Butler thing. Like, why didn't they run? Mm. Why didn't the Niners run in that spot? Go back and watch it. You know, I, I did have to go back and watch it because, uh, and by the way, Frank Gore is probably a Hall of Famer, right? If, uh, right. if that 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 just switches around. I um, was on location for Jimmy Kimmel Live. I sat through the blackout and everything else. And the bit was, um, 
I had to hug the losing fans coming out of the stadium. Like, all right, I'm going to give everybody right. a hug. And, and, but which would require the producers are like with, with four minutes left in the game, like, all right, you got to go. You got to go. We got to get out of here. I was like, what do you mean? I don't want to, I don't want to miss this. Like, yeah, no, we got to get downstairs and set up. I'm like, oh crap, I'm missing the end of a closed Super Bowl for this dumb <laughs> bit. I literally didn't know who I was supposed to hug the first minute before word got out, you know. <laughs> and then uh, yes, and and of course um the uh, 49ers blow it. Um that's I'm a great gonna... list for a future day is signature sports moments of our lives that you just missed for whatever reason. I was in the yeah. car parking outside my apartment when Joe Carter hit the home run. I heard it on the radio and I walked oh, wow. into my apartment as a room full of, uh, of fellows erupted when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. They, they, he went down as I walked in. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It was a slam dunk competition that right. night too. I'm like, what did Spud Webb do? And they're like, he's down, <laughs> Tyson's down. It was, it was such bedlam. I couldn't follow what anybody was even saying. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? What much Mike Tyson laying on the ground, trying to put his mouthpiece back that in. That is a good crazy. one. If yeah. I could uh, time machine it. Yeah. Martin, you have one of those? No. Uh, not really. I don't miss much. <laughs> I don't Martin do anything else besides just watch. I'll tell you what I wish I missed. I both, both of mine are Patriots related. And it really comes down to how much money I had on these games. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Um, I had a lot. And I, I think I was on ESPN at the time touting the Falcons over the Patriots. And, uh, and I bet them plus three and a half the Falcons and an adjusted line. So wow. up 23 plus three and a half. How the hell do you lose that game? Well, you go to overtime. It's a, an exhausted defense. Pats take the ball down and score. But I really, I would change that because I really felt like a helplessness in the league. I'm like, oh man, 28-3, nobody could beat these Patriots. Nobody could beat Belichick. But even worse than that was Seahawks Patriots. I had probably more money on the Seahawks. We we know how that ended up. But um, to add to it, I was I was watching with the most insufferable Patriots fans of all time. Um, some of them more famous than others. Sheck, I know you know who I'm talking about. Name them. Go ahead. Now that I've encouraged you Whatever. to name drop, go ahead and do it because you're I, casting them as, vill as it villains. It was terrible. It really was bad. It was bad. It was. Yeah, was it me? Was it me it was, and my friends? Simmons the was guys? the least famous. Simmons. Goodwill. And, uh, yeah. Goodwill and uh, Jersey Boy. Or Jersey Batman. Girl. Batman. Yeah, all of them. That sucked. That really sucked bad. Can't we just reverse that? Just run the ball, please, on second down. So anyway, I don't know. I think that's a fun thing. Which one could you reverse? Actually, you wouldn't have any. Oh, the Steelers lost to the Packers. So if you had to oh, change yeah, one, certainly, yeah. one with your favorite team, right? I'll change yeah. one you know, play. Rashard Mendenhall doesn't fumble to start the fourth quarter. I submit yeah. that the Steelers win that game. Go I would have liked, you know, I didn't miss it but because I, I wasn't alive yet. But I would have liked to have seen uh, Joe Montana at his at his height, like really spinning fun. and winning. Fun. Like I would think I would have I would have liked to see that era of football and like know it instead of like watch it on YouTube. Very cool, very controlled. Not Cam Newton esque, that's for sure. But uh, you know, I'm just like <laughs> what he's like was like. You know, it's funny that Martin brings that up, Sal, because it's it's like what your eyes tell you kind of betrays what mm. the bottom line tells you, which is that Montana and Brady are our greatest champions in, in the history of the game, but neither one was super dynamic physically. But mm. when you think back about it, Joe Montana was a little more uh, dynamic than Tom Brady was, but it is underwhelming. If you kind of watch either guy play, you're like, this is the best guy in the history of the sport. Yeah, this is it. But there was something about Montana. I mean, when I reflect on it, it's, you know, the catch, but besides that, I don't think of anything uh, dynamic physically that Joe Montana ever did. That's really, that's, that's the, that's the highlight is the catch. Yeah. Which we're is, we're is, so used wild. to I love that play. Scramble out of trouble. Did nah, you cry, so Sal? Did you cry First on that all, play? The refs really screwed up. If you look, Clark has maybe one foot in. No, <laughs> I did. I cried at the end of the game. I, not mm. right after the catch, but we know we've talked about how they could have yeah, gone right, down right, and right. scored and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about the big moves here. The uh, Sean Payton signs with Denver Saints received the Broncos 2023 first round pick, which is number 29 overall and the 2024 second round pick and uh, and the Saints 2024 third round selection goes to uh, Denver. So this is a lot and I don't think they're going to be very good for a couple of years, but Martin, is it is a lot? It you think it's a lot. It's a lot. A team that just really the bed is giving up a first round pick and you know it's well it's, it's how much you believe in russell wilson can he turn it around 
is basically the question, isn't it? Yeah. I, my my takeaway, first off, I was mad that they just I, – I said that they traded – the Saints traded the rights away to the best coach in franchise history for the same price as a disgruntled wide receiver. And I just said that in jest. And I'm just mm. sitting here scrolling NFL transactions, and actually Devonta Adams was traded last year for a first and a second overall pick. So, I mean, his first, second-round pick. So – they got more for Devontae Adams because they have to pick swap. The receivers were so but, messed up. Amari went for what, a fifth rounder? And then Christian Kirk signs a huge contract. And then you don't know what to think about wide receivers. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. But anyway, in terms of uh, the situation in Denver, you know, good luck. You know, they have a good defense there. If there's ever a guy who's going to be able to figure out how to make an old short quarterback who can't throw any more work, <laughs> it'll be Sean Payton. Because yeah. uh, we saw that happen in the last, you know, three, four years he was in. I mean, yeah, Drew Brees playing playoff football. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be playing playoff football here. It's just simply of the fact that, you know, you got two dogs in the division right there in, in Los Angeles and in Kansas City. So, I, I, you know, I don't see him the ultimate success. Wish him the best of luck as the best coach my franchise has ever had. But I uh, ultimately would have liked it if he had just stayed on the Fox couch. Yeah, maybe he just couldn't take Terry's dumb jokes. Um, it would have if if that LA job was there for him next year. Uh, I think Spaghetti was talking about it too. It might have been worth it just to to wait. But uh, I don't know. Betters aren't buying it. I think they were forty to one. I'm looking; they're forty five to one now. The Broncos to hmm. win the uh, championship. There, Shaq, you're already taking the Broncos to leapfrog the Chiefs for AFC West crown. So just do it. Do it now. <laughs> I think. Well, what I think is um is going to be intriguing as a division rivalry kind of thing brewing is that the chargers decided after the Jags game, we're sticking with Staley. We're going to build up everything around him, but we're Mm -hmm. keeping this guy and uh, you know, it's going to play out now for, you know, however many years Sean Payton is there in Denver. If he, you know, turns that team around, you'll wonder, and then we'll also follow the trajectory of, of, of the chargers. That'll be a, f- a fascinating thing to to track these next years. Like did the sure. chargers really screw up? They could have gotten him. Tom Telesco drafts well, so they could have given up a first round draft pick and gotten away with it. They have a bunch of really high pedigree guys already on that chargers roster. It does feel like the evidence of this past season, as we've discussed is coaches, head coaches, are made a massive difference in various situations. More so, it feels like than in a lot of situations in preceding years. You know, we we talk about Dable on down and and uh, Peterson and everything. Mm. You think Sean Payton plugged in with that roster with the Chargers would be can't miss Broncos with Russ looking the way he does. Like I'm I'm less sure about that. Yeah, I think I mean if you're stuck with him for two to three years, I, I really do think it wasn't like all right, just bad year you know, shake it off. I do think there's mechanical issues there yeah. for Russ that puts him in that at best mid range quarterback right there. That's what Daniel year. Jeremiah says he knows better yeah. about quarterback mechanics than anybody else. He says he's lost it. He just doesn't have the, whatever. I, I don't even remember how he described it specifically, mm-hmm. but it was just like, yeah, he lost the, you know, the fastball essentially. Right. So I knew that was coaching against him consistently every single season was having scheming up defenses to defend against Russ said he told me like four years ago he was not concerned about Russell Wilson as long as you keep him mm-hmm. inside the pocket he can't do anything and now that he's lost his ability to get outside the pocket I think it's it's uh tended to be true but I just why I can't just you tell us who it was it. why can't you tell us the name of the person Rob Parker there you go. No, because I would like him to tell me other things about the, the inner workings of the NFL sanctum. That's why. There you go. That's the uh, rationale. But I think uh, the, well, I just real quick with the Broncos. I they went. They had this whole. If you believe Ian Rappaport's reporting, they first they wanted D'Amico Ryan. Then they went yeah. to go to Jim Harbaugh. Then they then they agreed with Sean Payton. Then they called Harbaugh back. Then they called D'Amico Ryan's back, and then went back to Sean Payton. If you're the Saints, they clearly are all over the place. You can't hold out for a little bit more. You can't get a, 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 a you can't get a, a day two pick here. Like I, I'm, mm. am I missing something? I don't like, know. It, it, it's the the coaches thing is weird. desperate. Yeah. Uh, what did the, so what did for Gruden? They got two first round picks and two second round picks, right? So is that what you're comparing it to? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I mean, I get you could look at Sean Payton like he's Mike McCarthy, or you could look at Sean Payton like he was, you know, won a Super Bowl right. and was in the playoffs consistently every single year in the wild card and in division. Yeah. In the, you know, 
I don't know. It's interesting. I, I'll say this though. Well, yeah, it was a rare day where Schefter and Rappaport the, the had debating their sources were debating with each other. You don't see that that much. But I'm gonna say this: the D'Amico Ryan signing, defensive coordinator for the Niners, now on the Texans. Um, you guys said it uh, well on Lemon. But how did you say it exactly? It's uh this Texans team is impatient but fair in their hirings. What'd you say, Martin? You and <laughs> yeah. Will? Well, because I was like, we had the debate because, you know, they they kept Romeo Cronello on board interim after the interim, and they hired David Culley, first-time blackhead coach, got Lovey yeah. Smith back in the NFL, but they mm. just also unceremoniously fired them. So right. he said it was an opportunity without being fair or something like that. Right. So, well, so, yeah, so you have to consider that. But also, I'd rather be D'Amico Ryans than Sean Payton. I mean, he's well. First of all, he's thirty-eight, right? Just in terms of longevity, how long? More handsome, yeah, right? So going to be on. No, but in this situation, if the Texans are patient with him, again, I just don't like being saddled with Russ for two to three years. And D'Amico Ryan's could catch lightning in a bottle in a very bad division. It's like Tr- Trevor Lawrence is—he's the golden boy of that division. It's—it's—it's it's, it's very winnable. Whereas Denver has a that that's how I look at it. You, you got a you got a quarterback who's a question mark. Who even knows if Peyton will get along with Frost? I'm not even examining that part of it. And then you got to beat the the giant and the Chiefs and a, a rising we think every year Chargers. D'Amico Ryan's has it easier, I think. Shaq. Well, you know the it, it's funny though that again prisoner of the moment kind of stuff. So they get the coach in place and they drafted well a year ago, did the Houston Texans. It also begs the question to Martin's point, where will D'Amico Ryans be coaching in 2024? You know, because you know it ain't going to be with the Houston Texans given their recent track record with head coaching. Yeah. But Dixie that aside, to pay out. but 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 that you know, for real. They have some nice pieces and young and this assumption like, oh, well, the Jags are now going to rule the AFC nah. South for the next day. It's like they're about to, the Texans are going to have their pick pretty much of Bryce Young or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. I'm starting to talk myself into Anthony Richardson oh. as well. Um, not that they're we'll going to have to reach lucky. level, yeah. but still, yeah, but they're going to have a QB who is. I, you know, a year ago and six months ago and three months ago, now we're in the stage of the draft process where like maybe CJ Stroud isn't that good after all. But by the time the the combine and all the uh, pro days are done, they'll all be projected into the first round and they'll all go, I mean, in the top 10 and they'll all go in the top 10 or 15 and they're going to have one of them. So if you believe that guy's going to be good, why would I the do. Texans not be good by next year or the year after that? Martin, I'm betting on my hand without seeing the cards and before the flop on D'Amico Ryan's over Sean Payton's situation. Oh, me too. Absolutely. I mean, Texans are a younger roster. You have way more flexibility. And those, you had a six-year contract, and they're already right. paying the last two guys they fired. Uh, David Coley probably still on the book, so you got to think he's going to have at least three, four years to spin it out. And you have all types of assets. You know, I, right. I, yeah, that's, to me, the, the only problem with the Texans job is the people who, you know, own it, own the no, team. I know. You know, I, it, I, is, I, it is a weird know, I mean. Yeah. The only problem is your boss. That's kind of a big problem. But ultimately, if there's only 32 of these jobs and you, you're you're valued on what you do on the field, um, and plus, so you got Stingley back there, and and Jalen Petrie makes a lot of plays defensively. Uh, I think that he'll be able to move around and have this defense pretty multiple in the AFC yeah. South. And I they like cl- that. They, they, stay they fell apart insane. a little at the end of the year, but they they were close with some teams. And yeah, why not? Again, look at the division. Look what the dealers hold me. Not you. Uh, All right. uh, Let's be back with our uh, play of the day. Let's take a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, check Tuesday. I won. I think I went Jalen Brunson over 23. I think he had like 36 uh, in that game against the Lakers. I know it went overtime, but he it was over 23 and a half was easy. Sheck had the Miami Hurricanes. So he was it was a fishy line. He said uh, they were laying like three and a half. They won by nine. Martin lost with the Pelicans on Tuesday, but 
bounced back in a big way with his Weiss advice video. Good job by you. Gators plus five and a half. They didn't need a single of those five and a half points. They beat the number two Vols by 13. Way to smash that bet on the uh, Martin Weiss video. Who do you like on Thursday? Thank you, first of all. Thank you to your boy Castleton for not for playing big. 20 and nine. Mm. There's nothing I hate more than a, a seven foot skinny kid playing like he's seven foot and skinny. Like I need you to be big, buddy. Right. But uh, tonight I am going with what seems like it'll probably be the bench of the Golden State Warriors to cover the 12 and a half against the Denver Nuggets here. This is a Warriors team that just, I mean, last year they did sweep the Nuggets out of the playoffs. And I know that, you know, obviously Steph had a big part of that. He may not go tonight, but this, uh, I think they've been figuring it out on the road. There's the, the, the bumps, the lumps and bumps that Poole and Kuminga and so on and so forth took earlier in the season. I think they're starting to spread them out. They're five and two against the spread since the start of January. So I'm taking the Warriors backups to cover wow. against the Nuggets. It's so sad that that's how you have to look at it, right? It's a game in February. Uh, all right, Jack, <laughs> right. can't take the Pacific against the Central yet or the Metropolitan against the Atlantic. That's all. The all-star game this week, there is no, there are no games tonight. So what are you going to do? It was super weird the way the NHL schedule went this uh, all-star break. But anyway, uh, never mind all that. And by the (laughs) way, I'm offended by Martin Weiss's remark about a seven footer who's skinny. Me and Federico, Federico, seven seven feet and 102 pounds. It's beef, pal. That's the problem. Wait, what's the (laughs) beef? I'm sorry. You told me that you would take away the Saints' only Super Bowl. So there we go. (laughs) Touche, (laughs) touche. All right. I've given this one a lot of thought. Pac-12 action. Arizona is in on the short list of best teams in the Pac-12. Oregon's pretty good. They're trying to get into the tournament themselves. And they hammered the Arizona Wildcats in Eugene recently. They whipped them. Mm. Also, though, the same thing happened with the Ducks when they hosted the Colorado, um, the Colorado Buffaloes, they whipped them on their floor, but then got whipped in Boulder. I say the same thing happens here. Arizona Wildcats lay the eight. Let's not just survive though. Let's live. Let's go over 151. Juice it up. The parlay plus 264. Pac-12 action. Stay up late and watch. I am also in the Pac-12 tonight, uh, and I am. This is a, a not a great team, Washington. Although they're they're not terrible, twelve and nine, plus seventeen and a half over UCLA. I think this is a fishy line. They lost by mm. twenty five at home to UCLA. It was in January. I think it was January first. What do we call the fishy line? It, it occurred to me like I I've been saying fishy line for about thirty five years, and I haven't. I should franchise is it should it be the sardine spread what is a smelly fish let's like you know what let's let's the, meet the on the side spread? here yeah let's reach out to uh what's his name charlie of the sea because his thing was always right the tuna, the tuna. yeah, yeah the yeah. thing like he was always fishing at the line at the bottom mm. he was a fish who was fishing always um but anyway yeah maybe our we, friend maybe john reach out to calls, them. It a, calls it a rat line this is a rat line i like the way it sounds but fishy mm-hmm. i feel like there should be some kind of what's the smell i'm gonna look up smelly as fish I feel like it sounds good because you got that fish. accent yeah yeah the rat I line like yeah probably sounds rat line rat line like UCLA is good, but they're only 109th in points scored. Washington's actually a better uh, three-point shooting team. Huskies six-two and one against the spread in their last nine. Give me UCLA seventy-one to sixty. I know they have the big dogs there. They're not covering seventeen and a half. That is my play of the day. Shaq minus three. You spaghetti hench coming up right. Big episode. That's what we're going to talk about. I bet the name Brady <clears throat> is invoked. In le- uh, total on that uh, eleven and a half. Uh, now over under on the mentions of Tom Brady, maybe ask if you get a word in, if you're able to get a word in your spaghetti, oh, I will. ask, ask Hench um, if he's one of these one day contract guys. Cause we have a, a other Patriots fan, Megan Conley from making fun of sports and said, she is going to go through the roof. If he doesn't sign a one day. Oh, I love it. You know, that's one of my favorite things in sports is that okay. stupid that's <clears throat> grown up, grown up men getting together around a table to sign a, <laughs> a one day contract for whom who benefits it from is, stupidity. It is the punk Satani Phil of, um, of sports. I think. <laughs> <It's the dumbest laughs> thing I've ever seen. It really oh, is it, 
Oh, so it didn't have the whole Buccaneers thing didn't have. What yeah. the hell is it po- is it for? It's ridiculous. Right. Emmett didn't play for the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Martin, lemon pepper parlay. You and Will, you did it up good this week. Thank you. Thank you. I have one more point to make about D'Amico Ryan's in the 49ers. In mm-hmm. 2020, the NFL implemented the diverse rewards policy in which if your assistant coaches or, or uh, front office staff get hired by another NFL team, you receive a third round pick or comp- compensation, right? Some type yeah. of pick. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, up until this tiring season, had gotten five in three years. And this year are getting three more for the new Titans DM and then D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. Before this hiring cycle, five other teams had been awarded a total of 10 picks. Mm. And, and I remember the middle of the season, running backs go down for the 49ers and they trade for Christian McCaffrey. How are they able to afford to do that? Oh, interesting. It's just, I mean, it, it's right. The writing is on the wall. It's interesting. Right there. All right. Yeah. Just take it. Uh, yeah. Did they? Is it? Is that what they gave up? Is that true? What the McCaffrey traded for? What was compensatory picks? Well, I mean, you can give hires? up. A, I mean, some. I think. Uh, I think two of the picks were compensatory. But if you're yeah. getting, if you're getting four third round picks, sure, take my second, third, and fourth. I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. All right. Listen, I'm going to go eat a sleeve of Samoa cookies and uh, and think on this, Martin, because you really got me got the stern here. Uh, lemon pepper parlay <laughs> minus three. Megan Fun waiver wired. Got to get the lines. cookie thing. You're busy. You're going to be There's busy this afternoon, Sal. There's a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to remind everyone out there: you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, remember to say hi to us on Radio Row One mm-hmm. and Two. Remember, you're all our favorites. 